0: It's time for Fat Dude Digs Flicks with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. Hello everybody, welcome to an all new episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks. I am your resident Fat Dude, Andy, coming to you. Recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, I'm doing things a little bit differently today. It is currently 8 (laughs) a.m. on a Friday, uh, and I would now, uh, usually be doing my new gig, that's right, my new gig as a, uh, Uh, my own little corner on a local uh, talk radio show, Uh, and I love getting to do that. Uh, I'm not able to record it today. Yesterday uh, was a pretty busy news day, Uh, and since it is a news radio show, uh, that's going to take up all of the time, so I uh, didn't get a chance to record today. So I figured what I would do Today is kind of do the same thing uh, that I would do on the radio show, uh, but put it here in my own little podcast form. Uh, so that means that there's not really any interesting banter. It's just it's just me talking to myself. Uh, but hey, I mean, some of you listen to that, so that's that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I just want to kind of get a little quick. Uh, word out there. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm paying for, uh, uh, Buzzsprout. So it'd be a good idea to actually have an episode every now and again since I am paying for it. And it's worth it because I love doing this. So yeah, I'm gonna get an episode out there. I'm about to hit the road today too. Uh, gonna go out of town for a couple of days. So that will be fun. If anyone's listening in the Omaha area, holla at your boy. No one's going to talk to me. I mean, people, mostly it's family that listens to this anyway, so you're going to see me, so cool. But, but yeah, I'm going to Omaha for a couple of days. Uh going to see mom and, and brother and sister and uh, just kind of have a good time. I'm going to make some eggplant parmesan. It's going to be awesome. Uh, vegan-friendly eggplant parmesan, so it's going to be the bomb. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about what movies come out this week. I'll dish a little on uh, some rest. nope, not recipes, this is not, I mean, I am fat and I love food, but we're talking about movies here. Uh i do a little review of what I saw uh, over the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'll do some movie news. I'll probably save the bigger topics for the radio show, uh, just because some of that stuff is really nice to kind of bounce off of another person. And Greg is great. Greg is so you know he he enjoys movies and he's kind of it's it's fun being able to do this with Greg uh because we have different perspectives on a lot of things uh politics included but as far as like movies and stuff go I think we share a lot of interest but I think we just kind of approach it differently uh and I like that because it really kind of gives I feel like it gives us each something to talk about and we haven't had any heated conversations at all uh but it's it's just nice to kind of uh you know, be able to, to talk about movies, because otherwise it's into that vacuum of the internet, and, you know, I love the internet, the internet has been very helpful to me, uh, it's a great resource, and, and in fact, it's kind of a necessity these days, uh, but as far as social media is concerned, sometimes, you know it has its ups and it has its downs and i love i love being able to network with other people i think uh probably some of the other people that listen to this are movie bloggers and movie uh social media people themselves uh and they're you know they're trying to eke out this hobby you know eke out what they can with this hobby too uh and that's awesome and i love being able to network and communicate with uh, with with those people and then there are some other people that you know Their opinions uh, may be different from mine, but instead of kind of having a conversation about them constructively, and I haven't run into this necessarily, but I know people have, and I try to avoid any kind of conversation about a movie that starts to get more negative. Not negative about the movie, but just a negative chat where it just feels very hostile. I don't want... I don't want any of that. And, you know, I'm big on the, the, the trying to present a lot of what's going on in social media right now. There are performers uh, that are being attacked and criticized and get off of social media because people come at them for accepting certain roles. That's something I'm going to have no part in. I think things that are works of fiction uh, have the right to kind of do whatever they want so if you would like to cast someone of a different race or gender in a certain part uh, to kind of, you know, tell the same story but present it from a different perspective, I'm all for that. And I'm not going to have any part of the uh, hate sweep that comes along with stuff like that. Anyway, that's completely... <laughs> drifting from what I wanted to talk about. Uh, what I'll do, I want to I talk about Hooptober uh, at the very end here, and I'll I'll explain what all that is in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's talk about what's coming out this week. This week sees the release of Night School, starring Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, and uh, Taryn Killen. Uh, Taryn Killen? Killen? From, um, uh, used to be on Saturday Night Live. I think this will probably be a satisfactory comedy. I don't feel like I need to rush out and see it in theaters. It's it's not something I'm super excited about. I might catch it like if it happens to come to Amazon or probably once it hits Redbox, you know, if I'm if I hear a lot of good things about it, I might check it out. It's not anything I really want to rush out and see, and it's not because I don't like Tiffany Haddish. I do. I think she's hilarious. I'm not the biggest Kevin Hart fan. So it's not something that I'm going to rush out to see. It looks funny, but dumb. So that's kind of, I mean, if you're into Kevin Hart and you're into kind of, you know, you just want to go for a comedy. I think night school is probably the way to go. Um, it's not, doesn't look like it's anything that's going to be revolutionary, but it should be entertaining Enough that you know you may not hate yourself for paying a matinee price. Uh, also this week is Hellfest. It is a horror movie set in an, an amusement park. Sometimes words are hard. Um, uh, okay, it's Halloween season. Halloween is fast approaching. So if you want to go see a horror movie, go see a horror movie. I would recommend maybe waiting until Halloween comes out. Um, but, you know, that's that's still a few weeks away. So, go ahead. Throw your money at Hellfest. It looks really dumb. It looks really dumb. Uh, I'm not excited for it. It looks very dark. Like, color-wise, it's very color... dark... darkly lit is what I mean by dark. I mean, it's a horror movie. Of course it's going to be dark. But I'm having a real issue lately with all these movies that... Just seem to sacrifice story and storytelling uh, for dark visuals. I want to be able to see the movie. Cinema is a visual medium. And if these people are trying to... I'm going to do air quotes here that you can't see because this is a podcast. uh, Be artistic with their lighting style, but make it so you can't see anything. That kind of is counterproductive to me. So... Uh, if, if, if people see Hellfest and like it and say, no, you can completely see what's going on. Awesome. I might see it when it hits Netflix, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel the urge to rush out and see this one. Uh, and the last big release this week is Little Women. Uh, It is a modern day telling of Little Women. Uh, My mother loves Little Women. I think my sister loves Little Women. I really appreciate the story of Little Women. This one looks bad. It looks so bad. Like It looks like it's a lifetime... Well, you know... (laughs) It looks like it's a Lifetime movie on the big screen. But I know that there's an audience for that. Like, they're the people that throw money at those uh, inspirational movies. The the, the spiritual, uh, God bless the broken road and stuff like that. So, I mean, people, there's an audience for Lifetime movie lovers. So, I mean, cool. I think this one looks really bad. Uh, yeah, Like, I would still, because I'm going to Omaha... Like I would still volunteer to take my mother and sister to it uh, because they like it and they appreciate it, and it gives us a little bit of time to spend together. But also at that same time, maybe it would be nice to just sit somewhere and actually be able to talk for two hours. Uh, this does have Leah Thompson in it, which might be its redeemable factor uh, because I still love Leah Thompson from uh, Back to the Future, uh, Howard the Duck. Like I, I still remember having a uh, crush on her when i was a little kid and i think she's super talented kind of underrated ter- talented uh i can't remember the name of the sitcom that she was on but she was very funny i think it was a short-lived show on nbc Uh, it's gonna drive me crazy if you know what that is uh email me at fatdudigsflicks at gmail.com and let me know what that show is starring Leah Thompson. I think it has Caroline. Is it Caroline in the City? I could just look it up, but i mostly I mostly just want you to email me because it'd be nice to have a conversation with somebody. Um yeah. So little women, Hellfest, and Night School are the big releases this week. Um if you're living somewhere that's not near, uh, pretty big independent theaters. I would say go see something that's already in theaters. A suggestion maybe would be a simple favor, uh, which I was able to see yesterday, uh, stars Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. I talked about this on the radio show, just giving a preview, but that was without having seen it. Uh, having seen it now, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a fun movie, uh, very slick. Uh, as far as those kind of movies go, the thing that I liked about it that was so different, typically the murder suspense thrillers are so dark. And those are movies that I think feel like they can be and should be dark. But this one takes a different approach and it's very brightly lit. Everything seems to happen during the day. Uh, the, the characters are wearing bright colors, so it, it adds a nice feel to it. Um, I have some issues with the final, maybe five to ten minutes of the film. Um, It does... Something happens to a character, not a main character, a supporting character. And we see that happen on screen. And you would think that that would be a big deal, right? It would be something that would be a little... Oh, well, that person's not going to show up. Well, seemingly like five to ten minutes later that character shows up at where the main action is happening. And, I don't know, it's a little ridiculous. I, I I feel like, how did that happen? And not only that, not only does that character show up, they get to say one of the most cringeworthy lines of the entire movie. It really, the, the movie is, is very good, very entertaining. But the last five to ten minutes make it where it could have been a stylish uh, thriller, suspense thriller, with elements of comedy, and it kind of, in the last few minutes, it kind of pushes it into, oh yeah, this is directed by the guy who did Bridesmaids. I mean, it's, and I love Bridesmaids, don't get me wrong, I do, I love Bridesmaids, I think Bridesmaids is a great comedy, but it it's a comedy, it says it's a comedy, it knows it's a comedy. This one, you've been doing so well with all these twists and turns and suspense stuff, and then you throw in over-the-top comedy at the end. That's a little much. And I I also have an aversion to movies that give us a little epilogue in text on the screen that are about fictional characters. I don't care. Like, I don't care what this this made-up person did, does 20 years from now. Like, it doesn't... Why? What? Why do it want? No, I don't care. I really don't. So yeah, it gets to the text epilogue and I'm just, this is, it's just stupid. I really like the opening credits and actually the closing credits are really cool too. I don't feel like enough movies kind of do anything with their credit sequences anymore. It's just you get a title and that's it. Well, this one actually has a nice kind of uh, um, an upbeat credit sequence that has a kind of a French song playing and that really sets the tone for the movie. So it was a lot of fun. And then the end credit sequence kind of carries that same on uh, that same thing out to the end. There's no stinger at the end of the credits, but still it's fun to watch, you know, and listen to the music as the credits roll. So a simple favor. I had a lot of fun with it. It's not great. It certainly has its flaws. Uh, but for the first, you know, one hour and 45 minutes. I thought it was really good. And then that last five to ten, it wasn't so good. Uh, but I'm going to give it three and a half tacos anyway. I'm going to err on the positive side. Because I think it's a movie that people should see. And it's worth spending your money on. Because it's different from everything else that's out there. I'm a really big champion of movies that are not uh, superhero films. Uh, aren't uh, silly comedies. Like... I like superhero films. I I think we've talked about that enough that I really love Marvel movies. I love the DC heroes, even though I don't like the DC universe. Um, I I think people know that I like geek stuff, but it's it's always cool when there's a movie that's kind of outside of that box. That's not not a geek movie, not not a blockbuster, not an indie. It's just kind of middle of the road. Uh, hanging out in that, that, that mid budget area. And a simple favor is a really good one for that. So three and a half tacos for a simple favor. Um, you know, if you want to go to the movies this week, I think that would be a good one to see. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here with, uh, Hooptober a little bit. Uh, I use the website Letterboxd. It also has a, there's an app for, uh, iPhones, Androids, whichever you use. But Letterboxd is kind of a, uh, You could call it a social network, but there's not really a lot of socializing. I mean, you can leave comments on things, but there's not much interactivity between people. You just kind of see what other... Like, when you follow somebody, you just basically see what movies they like, uh, whatever their lists of movies are. And that's really cool. I mean... I like it for that, because I don't have to really talk to anybody. (laughs) I mean, I like talking to people. I do. I like talking to people. But, you know, I don't want to spend a long amount of time uh, trying to justify, you know, why I've decided, I don't know, what the ten movies that I picked for the Tom Cruise challenge were the ten movies I picked and why I opted against. Cocktail, like I don't, I don't really need to talk about that with somebody who's you know a big cocktail fan. I like cocktail, but uh, it wouldn't be in my top ten. Anyway, I love Letterboxd. I like because it's a really cool catalog of movies. You can jot down what you watch each day, write a review for it, and it's posted right there. You can list movies, you know, make different break things down into different lists, and you can get involved in challenges. Now, challenges are where people will post a list. And then you have you make a list and you try and watch those movies over a certain amount of time or you know try and come come up with you know however movies get voted uh, for a particular thing that to see you know what the what the top ranked movies are on Letterboxd. It's a lot of fun. And from September 15th through October 31st, uh, there is a challenge that I'm participating in. It's called Hooptober. It's in celebration of Toby Hooper, the famed horror director. I think he passed away last year. Or is it this year? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. I feel bad. Uh, but Toby Hooper directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Poltergeist, uh, uh, uh films of that nature. He's a, he's a, he's a legendary horror director. There's a challenge that is set up on Letterboxd that has multiple criteria. And you have to watch... It's 31 movies that that fall into that criteria. And then there are two bonus movies. Uh, uh, Tales from the Hood and Tales from the Hood 2. Because Tales from the Hood 2 is coming out uh, next week on VOD. Um, but yeah, so you have to try and complete this challenge. And the goal is to try and watch... Horror movies that you've never seen before, that kind of makes it more of a, you know, gives you more of an incentive because you get to broaden your horizons by 31 movies. Uh so I've composed my list on Letterboxd, and I have watched, I think, five of them so far. I was start I started number six last night, but then I decided that I would was going to pick something different for that category. (laughs) Um I, I started watching, the movie was released in 1990, it's called Begotten, and it's a black and white kind of art film, uh, it looks like a student film, but it's a very bizarre, uh, silent film that is supposed to be symbolic of the book of Genesis, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't give it a chance. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't give it a chance. I, I was I was I was not into it, and it was difficult to watch. Like to see, it wasn't filmed very well. And I think I, I went online, and there are people that have uh, kind of ripped scenes from it and it looks like they have a better resolution than the resolution that I was watching because it felt very blurry and murky and unclear. Um, it's one that I want to give another shot, but I think what I'm going to do when I watch it is I will have it play in front of me and then I will listen... To a Marilyn Manson album. While I do that. I will sync them up. Because apparently. If you sync them up. Much like. Dark Side of the Moon. And Wizard of Oz. They seem to go together. So I'm going to give this movie. Begotten another shot. Uh, just, just because. Because I want to feel like. I've accomplished it. I took it off of my list. And replaced it with the original. The fan, or the, the Lon Chaney. Fandom of the Opera. Not the original. Because it's based off a of book. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but. I I wanted to put something on there that I felt would be an incentive that I would actually watch and enjoy. So, fan of the opera has moved on there, but I have watched I've watched Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, The Invitation. Uh, which is very good. The Invitation is on Netflix right now. It's a very tense movie, and then when the ending hits, it explodes. It's, it's, yeah. It's really good. The Invitation is one that I would t- totally recommend, uh, for horror fans that don't mind slow burn movies. I know that people say that they're horror fans, and they like jump scares, and that's it. But I think the ones who like the the movies that really get under your skin psychologically where you're just kind of left wondering, okay, what's happening? What's going to happen? I think those people will really like and appreciate the invitation. Um, but yeah, if you're on Letterboxd, you can find me at Fat Dude Digs Flicks on there. Uh, I've got my Hooptober list. I've got my Letterboxd Season Challenge going uh, all at the same time. Uh, Letterboxd Season Challenge has been fun because I was able to watch, finally had a reason, other than that it exists, uh, to watch Gate of Hell. It's a 1950s samurai film uh, that's not directed by Akira Kurosawa, which is what the... Uh, what what the challenge was to watch a Samurai film, not by Akira Kurosawa. Uh, And man, oh man, it was super good. Uh, Really relevant to today's... uh socio-political climate, because it's about a man who thinks that he is entitled uh, to the affections of a woman who has already told him no, uh, and so he keeps insisting yes, and keeps insisting yes, that she will be with him, even after time and time again she has told him no, and she is married, and happily married, and in love, and he still refuses to accept that because he loves her too. I think it is very relevant uh, in today's day and age, and I would say aside from the ending that kind of, it doesn't really ruin anything, it's just unfortunate, Uh, and I wish... I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the ending. The ending is fine. It's and the movie is great. Uh, I just I think because of where I'm at now, and you know I'm an I'm an American, a, a white American in the 2010s. Like my my experience is far different than you know 1950 being being in the 1950s and being Japanese. Like I, I culture shock is completely different, and time times are completely different. So I think there's some things that I just don't identify or relate with and that might be why I wish the ending was a little different. Um, but I think overall the story is very important and it's saying something, so I think there's a message there for audiences that like foreign films, like older movies, uh, Gate of Hell would be somewhere near the top of my recommendations. I have a list on Letterboxd of movies that I've come to love and appreciate that I would never have heard of, uh, had I not been a fan of the Criterion Collection, and I think there, there are six or seven movies on there, but I had to throw that one on the list because, it's really good. It's just a beautiful looking movie, too. It's near the, the age where uh, they were just starting to put to colorize movies, and everything just looks gorgeous. So, Gate of Hell, really high recommendation for me. The Invitation, really high recommendation for me. Begotten, I'm going to try it again. Uh, yeah, so Letterboxd, it, you should definitely try it out. It's a lot of fun. Add me as a friend, and you can see my lists. That's going to do it for this episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, go on iTunes, go on Stitcher, and please you know, subscribe, leave a review. You, know, you can either write a review or give me a rating, something like that. I don't think I have any, and I don't usually push that, but I, I feel like that's kind of the way to get more people to listen is to actually have ratings and reviews. Uh, so, yeah, if you go on, go out, uh, <laughs> go on your podcast app and leave a rating and review, that would be awesome. Uh, you can follow me on various social medias, uh Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, radio show every Friday at 8 a.m. on Kello.com. Or if you're in Sioux Falls, it's on Kello FM and AM. I should just memorize those numbers. I think it's like 1325 and 105.1 FM. Um, yeah, give me a listen Friday. I will be back on next Friday where I will talk about what's coming out next week, which should be a cool week because it's Venom and A Star is Born. I am excited. I'm going to actually try, uh, to see one of those on Thursday. If you're listening, Sam, hey, I love you. Let's go see a movie on Thursday night. Um, yeah, I would like to go see one of those just so I can, I can, you know, really throw my, throw my, uh, uh, select my recommendation out there. Uh, email me fatdudigsflicks at gmail dot com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. If you'd like to donate, you know, going to movies costs money, and you know, I I I try to. I, I've I've kicked the movie pass habit. Finally, I've just had enough. Uh, so I'm done with MoviePass, but if you feel like throwing a Fandango gift card, a Cinemark gift card, even an, an Amazon or iTunes gift card my way, I will watch, uh, if you throw a recommendation on there, I will watch it and review it, uh, include it on the podcast, uh, just let me know what you would like me to see if you want to throw some money my way just to kind of offset the cost of seeing movies and recording this podcast. Just let me know. You don't have to. I'm never going to be like, all right, that's it. You have to pay for this now. But if, you can, if you'd like to, I will appreciate it and love you forever. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks. Uh, yeah. Do I have anything else I want to talk about? No. That's it. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.